And then that means that I am going to tell God, yes, I know I have biases, I have presuppositions, please help me. Mm -hmm. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Kettering Connect, the weekly video cast where we hang out with the pastor, the teacher of the weekend, to take a look at the scriptures and unpack them and apply them to our lives. This is episode 28, which I actually think is totally crazy, um, but it's super fun and exciting that we get to break open the scriptures, right, and talk yeah. about them and apply yes. them to life um, in this, this, you know, through technology, which is great. So as yeah. always, joined by our lead pastor, Pastor Andrea Jacobsons, uh, who preached us last weekend on uh, this topic. We're in the middle of the series called I Am Now. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. I'm excited that I get to be here again. And this is Pastor Jason, who is our young adult pastor, but also doing all the duties for the youth pastor position, because that is what we need right now. Yeah, we it's need pretty both. crazy. Yes. yes. But it's fun, right? We get I don't see. know how he's surviving sometimes, but it's, yeah, I he is. He's here. Either. But yeah, we're figuring it out. We're making it happen. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. Are all we right, still, are we still going? What's happening? Okay. <laughs> Just so okay. you know, um, we do record these and put these up on YouTube as a video cast, but they will also be available as an on audio. Wow, I cannot speak. That's great. But they will also be available awesome. on audio on Spotify for your enjoyment and so, we are in John chapter 8 from this series on I am the light. Well, it's not the series. I am I am now. But last week we spoke about uh, how I am the light of the world. You spoke about yes. that. Yes. So, um, so, we're just going to read real quick uh, John chapter 8, 1 through 11, talk about some stuff. We have some questions that were emailed <laughs> in that we're excited to unpack. So, um, I'll just read this first section. We'll talk and then kind of go from there. John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back at it again, speaking to the teachers of religious laws and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. Okay, just that is just so interesting. So here he is, he's preaching. You were pre you preached last weekend. Did you have anyone like show up and like wave at you or <laughs> did you have, did you have anyone like in, in the behind the scenes, you know? Like so right now, Timmy was telling me my hair is messed up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because sometimes it's annoying, right? When you're trying yes. to do something and someone gets your attention. And, yep. right? But have you ever been interrupted like while you're preaching? Uh, I have a couple times. It's yeah. super awkward. But he's preaching, right? He's teaching. And these religious uh, leaders, these Pharisees, bring a woman. Like while he's in the act, they bring her, throw her down um, uh, right in front. Right? It specifically says right there in front. Caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Verse 4. Teacher, they said. To Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery, which is interesting because I thought you had to have two. Uh, yeah. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No one, or no, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. So you talked about this a little bit. Um, 
any quick observations or comments about that? That first. No, section? I just and I didn't talk about this part, but I think it's so crazy that, like you were saying, that they bring her, but not the guy. So if clearly right. if they caught her in adultery, then right. they should have brought both. So that's why it's a setup. Right. I mean, you know, you know that it is. is and a what's setup. interesting? No, I totally agree. And what's interesting? I totally cut you off. I'm a jerk. Sorry. No, you're fine. But what's interesting is. Um, they they say like according to the law. So here they are quoting the law, but they don't even do the law right. That's right. Because you're right. First yes. of all, um, this is so extra. That's what I call it. This is extra because first of all, according to the law, they didn't need to present the woman. All the law says is if you if if two people are caught in the act of adultery, both of them are stoned, and all you really need are two witnesses. That and the two witnesses have to actually see this act, which is kind of creepy and weird and mm-hmm. whatever. So the the point is, the law says you need two witnesses that see it. They don't even keep the law that they say they're keeping, right? So they're already kind of messing up. Yeah. They and and so they don't have to present the woman. They just do. There no mention of the man at all. And yeah, um, yeah which is just well. And they're trying to trap him because right. if he says it's like there is no way out for him, right. right? Because if he had said yes, stone her. Well, then the Romans he's going to be in in, pro, in troubles, right? Right? Because of the Romans, because they will not allow anybody to stage executions from right. the Jews. He didn't have permission to no. to kill exactly. Right. And then if he said no, well, then he was going against the law of. Moses. Right. And so to me, it's just incredible how wise he is yeah. because he just does something that none of us could do. Right. right. Because he's God, right? So right. he shows them in some way that they're the sinners too. Which I think is so, so you just said something like we, there's no way we could have navigated through this, no. but he could. And, and no. perhaps this later the, the point of the message we're getting to could could shed light on that. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, this is off the topic, but these kinds of tidbits make me even more aware of the fact that God is, that Jesus is God. Like right. he has to be God right. because there is no other possible way that you would be able to navigate the situation and be, you know, be able to, to get out of it right. like this. I mean, he's not crazy. Right. He's deaf and he knows what he's doing. Like he is who and he it's so says interesting. he is. And there's so much like speculation from what, you know, Ellen White says. And, uh, you know, there's so many thoughts on, well, what did he write down? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it doesn't actually tell us. I do think it's interesting. It's one of the three places where God writes something. Yeah. Um, which, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But also the other thing about the law, right, the law of Moses, which is what they're quoting, the, the ones to throw the first stones should have been, according to the law, those who witnessed the act. So he, when Jesus says, okay, fine, but then those of you who have never missed the mark, those, right, mm-hmm. you be the ones, you be the witnesses, which, and then he'll bring that, the whole witness part mm-hmm. up a little bit later. Um, so it's just, it's just amazing. And how he yeah, leans down and I just love how, he, like the, his physical position, uh, you know, with mm-hmm. the woman, he's with her. And, and, you know, John, it talks about, uh, you know, full of grace and truth. Well, this mm-hmm. is, he doesn't deny the truth, but he's also mm-hmm. full of generosity, right? Just mm-hmm. the full embodiment of grace and truth. And sometimes well, because I think for we him, go it's extreme. all about that transformation, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And that's what happens here mm-hmm. because she is transformed by the fact that he draws near to her. And, that, mm-hmm. and that's what the Bible says. We are drawn to God because of his goodness, because of his love, because right. of his forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That is why we're drawn to him and then he can change us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So cool. So that happens. 
Uh, he says, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them. She says, Lord, and I, you know, yeah. I can't wait to have these conversations one day, but I imagine, right, she's she's down in the ground and then she finally looks up. Like maybe like she had her hands covered, right? Because a lot of times yeah. like in archaeology, when they find people who were stoned, <laughs> not like Washington stoned, but like, you know, stoned, that, you know, their hands and their wrists and their were were broken, right? Because they're they're kind of protecting their face mm-hmm. from these boulders. And so I imagine, right, she's you know, kind of scared about what's going to happen. And then finally Jesus speaks again. Because the last thing she heard is the one, you know, the first one, uh, the, the one yeah. who is without sin. Yeah. The first. So I imagine she's actually expecting something to hit. And when nothing does, that could be like her first clue to, wow, there's something more yeah. right, that's about to happen. So yeah. more generosity and grace. That's, anyway, that's so then it continues. Um, yeah, so let's 12, read. Yeah, read 12. 12 and, um, we'll just read 12 to 19. Just because, and I know I said we're going to do a little bit more about the conversation, but there's so much in it. There's no way we can do it. And because we have the questions, we're going to try to talk about through the conversation with those questions. (laughs) So I'm just going to read this part. Um, So now it says that Jesus speaks to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. When it's saying that he speaks to them again, he goes back and he's speaking to the Jews again. And this is the conversation that ensues. Real, still in the temple. Yes. Yeah. So he just kind of... Just keeps going. Yeah, keeps going. Uh, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true for I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you do not know where I come from and where I'm going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is true. And I, this part is so interesting to me because what does that really mean? Mm. And, um, I looking, looking it up, you know, I just realized more that, okay, what Jesus is talking about is that he's not judging anybody because we all make our own choice. Mm. So it's not like he has to somehow condemn us because we are the ones who decide whether we're going to follow him or not. Um, and then it says, for I am not alone, but I am with the father who sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one who bears witness of myself and the father who sent me bears witness of me. Then they said to him, where is your father? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a mocking question because yeah. really they're not, <laughs> they're just like, okay, right. well, what are you talking about? And Oh, and then continues, Jesus answered. Well, I think answered, it's also connected to, you know, the law where in order to condemn someone, you had to have two witnesses. So he's saying, listen, yeah, where is my father's witness? a witness and I'm a witness. And they're like, okay, if I see you, but where's your father? Right? Yeah. So it is kind of mocking a little yeah. bit, but nod back to the law. <laughs> no, exactly. Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And then the rest yeah. of the conversation kind of continues through that where he is trying to show them that, yeah, he is of a different world. You know, he's mm-hmm. come to this earth to be that light to the world because we are people who choose darkness. And like he mentioned before, and I mentioned this during the sermon, we love darkness more than we love light. And so mm-hmm. he's trying to expose that and show them this is who you are. And instead of choosing this darkness, I want you to choose me. Well, and I think, absolutely. And I think the scene that just happened transpired in front of them right before this is proof, right, of, no, the light shows, right? The light reveals, Mm -hmm. Um, which, I, you know, I think it's interesting 
because it says, Jesus specifically says, I am, he doesn't just say I'm the light or I'm a light. He says, I'm the light of the worlds, right? And I just, I wonder if to a Jewish, a Jewish audience, when they hear those words, Jesus is standing there saying, I, me, a person, am the light of the world. If they did not just go back to those early words of, uh, of Torah, right? Of Genesis, uh, when Moses, you know, in Genesis 1, um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the surface of the deep, and the Spirit uh, hovered God. over the surface. And and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And I wonder if they're thinking, wait, you are saying you're that, right? Yeah. Where there was darkness and void, and there was stuff, but it was eerie mm-hmm. and confusing. You're the one that that provided clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that he, that's what he wanted them to think of, yeah, right? Yeah. Right from the start to just click, to have that click for them. Because even later on, he says, um, this is something that I told you from the beginning. Yes, yeah. you're right. In verse 25, he yeah. says, they ask him, okay, well, who are you? And he says right. to them, just what I have been saying to you from the beginning, mm-hmm. which that word is really, yes, from the very beginning, it's, it's not just from the beginning of the time that he's been with them, but from the very beginning right. than when he created. So right. it goes back to that creation again. Right, which I think just speaks again to the idea that you know, this whole book, and, and I know the New Testament wasn't around at that when Jesus said this, mm-hmm. right? But really all of the scriptures point to Jesus, right? They're all about him and that's the, the narrative he's been communicating. So yeah, so he's the light where it brings clarity and, and vision um, and, and order, right? Where there's mm. disorder. Um, so that's with right. that in mind, uh, so we did get some questions yeah. uh, that we're going to jump to here real quick uh, that were emailed in. So as always, as whoever is preaching uh, during the weekend, make some notes and email them in and we'll talk about them right here. So we yeah. have a few of them. So we'll start with this one. Number one, mm-hmm. if behavior shows who we belong to, how can we ever really be a child of God? Is Jesus really the only child of God? Is our sonship or daughtership, um, based on choice or behavior? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So when Jesus invites us into a relationship with him, he's mm-hmm. also inviting us into that that family of God. Mm-hmm. So he is extending that invitation to us for us to be the daughters of Jesus, the daughters of God and, mm-hmm. and the sons of God. Mm-hmm. And then we have a choice to make. Are we going to accept that invitation? Are we going to say yes? Or are we going to say no? Mm-hmm. Right. So if I say yes, well, then he accepts me as I am, where I am at. And then he starts molding me and changing me because he wants to grow me and change me. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. in that sense, if I am growing in God and being changed by him, it has to reflect in behavior. Mm. And so behavior will always result in from this this change that God does in us mm-hmm. because it, it 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 just does it can't do anything else because how else are you going to show that you belong to God right mm-hmm. it'll it'll show in the way that we do things mm-hmm. um and then that relationship even like just thinking of marriage mm-hmm. right? right if if we're in a in a married relationship that shows in behavior too, whether right. I am committed to that relationship or not. Mm-hmm. And if I am, if I'm not, well, then that relationship will break up. If I decide to be unfaithful, that's all, that's a choice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I decide to be unfaithful, then I am going to break up that relationship. 
Like that is, that is my choice that I'm making, or I'm going to be intentional about building that relationship. And within a marriage relationship, again, that's super important right? because it doesn't just happen. Naturally, we will always drift apart. We have to intentionally work towards building that relationship within a marriage constantly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or we will be drawn apart, mm-hmm. right? And that's the same thing with Jesus. It has to be, we have to be intentional, even within our behavior and spending time with Him. Right. No, I absolutely. And I think, you know, when it comes to the scriptures, like throughout the scriptures, it seems like whenever God is describing in a concrete way, His relationship to humanity, it's either in the context of a marriage or in the context yeah. of a family. Yes. Um, and what's beautiful is, that, yes, you do respond and you do act and you do behave um, the way that we do within those contexts of the of the relationship. But it, but first comes the love, right? Yeah. And so it's like I, uh, right. my wife's love language, and I'm sure she's watching. Love you, babe. But my <laughs> wife's love love language is acts of service. Mm. It's the worst. I hate it, <laughs> and she knows this. Right? I'm not putting on blast anything. I shouldn't. That's funny. Um, it, right? But. Um, and so I don't like doing house projects. In fact, I, I hate them. Um, I don't like, um, you know, something uh, dumb. I don't do the dishes or whatever. Take out the garbage, right? I don't like those things. But I don't do those things so that she loves me mm-hmm. or to be in the relationship. I do them in a response because she loves right. me. And this relationship is so beautiful. Um, right. And I want to continue to grow the relationship, yeah. right? So I don't do it to get in, right? Yeah. And that's the thing about children yeah. and the whole family. You know, like this question is about, you know, sonship. Honestly, my children did absolutely nothing to be born into our family. Like they did nothing. It was the acts of like the the intentionality, the initiative of the parents. That's right. right. Um, so yeah, we just respond. Of we yes, respond. we want to be in this, and yeah. then when we do, then that's when God can do something in us. Right. And I'm even thinking like um, this is just kind of different uh, example, but uh-huh. thinking of like behavior and sin, right? So I could say, so for example, like I love shopping for clothes, right? And I could just say, okay, well, I could excuse that and just say, well, that's not sin. I can get whatever I want, right? But if I'm honest with myself, I know that it is sin because I, first of all, am, and what I'm talking about is like, if I spend a ton of money on clothes, right? Because First of all, I'm taking money away from something that maybe God wants me to spend money on Mm. for somebody else, Mm. right? And then it becomes all about me and the way that I look, Mm. right? And so that I think is important as well to think about that even within that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. that is sin, I still have to be intentional um, in the way that I do things Mm. because I can either perpetuate this this tendency that I have, or I can say, no, God, I understand. I want to be there for other people rather than just about me. And so Mm -hmm. what does that look like? That means that I need to have a budget, Mm -hmm. right? That I need to care about like where I'm getting and where I'm putting my money and not just spending it on myself. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that was just a side note that I was thinking of. <laughs> so now we all know you just like to go shopping. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, I like shopping too. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, yes. But I, but I don't like spending money, which is a problem. But Well, yeah, I mean, it would be nice <laughs> to just get things for free, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, no, that's going right. to happen. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, let's let's quickly go because we told Timmy yeah, we would right. only be 18 minutes. Yes, and we're right at 18 minutes for all of you keeping track. Okay, okay number two. Let's if we are the body of Christ... And others, and again, this is a question that uh, some people asked. If we are the body of Christ and others are to see Jesus in us, 
Wouldn't this mean that when we go to see professionals, scientists, counselors, etc., who are part of the body of Christ, wouldn't we be going to see Jesus for our solutions? Mm-hmm. That's a great question also. And I did talk about this a little bit, yeah. um, but I think it's really important to to realize what what is behind all of this, because I had said, okay, what happened to fasting and prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the behind thought that I had is, what is our priority? Mm-hmm. Because I can, and I believe in counselors, I go to counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually gotten one here because I don't know anybody yet, mm-hmm. but I do believe in them. And I believe that they're really important in our mm-hmm. lives. Absolutely. Um, but... It's it's about then, okay, if I am going to make the time to surf the internet for these inspirational quotes, right, because I need to pick me up, uh, or I'm going to go spend time with a counselor for an hour, but I barely have time for even five minutes to open the Word of God, mm-hmm. well, then obviously that shows my priorities. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I've heard somebody say that, you know, show me your calendar and where you what you spend oh, your, your money on, yep. right? And you will know what your priority is. Yeah. And so to me, that's just, that's really what this is about, yeah. is mm-hmm. either I will go to God and I will spend time in prayer or I will not. And even for me, like, if I'm honest with myself, I neglect prayer. Like I don't pray enough and I know that, mm-hmm. right? And I'm reading this book from Francis Chan. I think we talked about this before. I don't know if, or somebody Maybe. on the staff was saying that they were reading it as well. Um, and he was talking about the fact that when, so Francis Chan grew a church that became a mega church from mm-hmm. a small group of people. Mm-hmm. He Then he left it and now he's, starting a new church again, but he's kind of going about it a different way because he says there's things that he learned. Mm -hmm. Well, there's one thing that he writes in this book. He says that he used to tell his pastors, if you do not pray at least an hour a day, then let me know because I'm going to replace you. Mm. And that just sounds so harsh, right? To, Mm. to hear that. But it's such an amazing point because mm-hmm. it is true. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I, we are not the ones who can make a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. We can't. We mm-hmm. can talk. We can do all kinds of things. Nothing will happen if we don't pray mm-hmm. and if we don't let God be the one who's, who's speaking through mm-hmm. us. And I think that's the same, not just for pastors, for everybody. Mm-hmm. None of us can reach anybody. And that's, that's our, our mission mm-hmm. to tell people about God. And we can't do it mm-hmm. without God. Well, and to Jesus's point here in the passage, when he says, I am the light of the world, we can try to figure it out, right? Because that's the thing about darkness, right? I don't know about you, but like you got to get up in the middle of the night or, you know, whatever, like you're going to get a glass of water and you think you know where the furniture is, like you kind of (laughs) do until you don't. always kick something in. Right? And there's the corner of the sofa (laughs) or you run into the wall because I know I've done that more yep. times than I should. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. To a certain level, we think we know, yes. right? We think we can figure it out. And Jesus is like, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> I, you need exactly. the light, right? I'm the light of the world, not just yeah. your life of of everyone, right? Yeah. So yeah, so to your point, okay, so if we need that light, we need, I know I need that wisdom, right? Because yeah. I'm a moron, as I'm sure everyone knows. Um, so <laughs> yeah, then we must connect to the light and then the light will show, right? Yeah, and and right. spend that time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah, how much time do we have left? Let's uh, do the other let's two. Just, let's try and punch out. Let's okay. one more. If encountering, okay, so let's okay. do the last one then. Oh, okay, good. Let's do the last one. Because I that think that's four? a great. Yeah. Oh, okay, four. good. If we need Jesus as the light of the world to illuminate the darkness, which we were just talking about, mm-hmm. how can we truly tell what is darkness and what is light in a relativistic world? 
mm-hmm. given our personal biases and presuppositions when we come to the scripture, in what way can we clearly know what is light and what is darkness? Apply this to the politics right now. That would be its own discussion. Yeah. Uh, so many different voices pointing to the light of Jesus to make their point. So yeah, light versus darkness. Yeah, that's such an awesome question. Mm-hmm. There's two things really in this question, and we're not going to do into the politics because well, you have a podcast. Yeah, we have that's a podcast. About we're that. actually going to record today. Yes. So, uh, so you should yeah, tune, tune to in that. for that. Yeah. Um, but it's the difference between light and darkness, and then also how do we approach scripture? Because yes, it is true. Every single one of us, when we approach scripture, we have biases, we have presuppositions. We look at things because, because due to our own experiences in life that we've had with God or just teachings that we have been taught. And so then we, you know, interpret things based on that. So how do we know the difference between light and darkness? Again, we cannot know it without God. Mm -hmm. It has to be something that God shows us. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it has to be, I spend time with God every single day in order for me to know God enough to know what it is that would please him. Kind of like what Jesus says in this Mm -hmm. conversation with them, where he says, I always do what pleases Mm -hmm. him, right? Mm -hmm. He knows what pleases God because Mm -hmm. he's spending so much time with him. Mm -hmm. that he knows it. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing for us. We cannot know that without that daily walk with him and and just growth in God so that we can then discern the light from the darkness. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second part about the interpretation of scripture, there is a verse that I absolutely love. So I'm going to go to it. And that's Jeremiah, Isaiah, sorry, not Jeremiah, Isaiah 66 and verse 2. And it says, oh, I'm in 62. All right, 66 and verse two. It says, but on this one will I look, this is God speaking, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit or on him who is humble and who trembles at my word. And I just love that word trembles. And he repeats it again in the same, mm-hmm. same passage where he says it several times that it's about trembling before God's word. And I think that's the approach that we need to have to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. If I come to scriptures in, in humbleness, knowing that I am not the one who knows, mm-hmm. God is the one who knows, and mm-hmm. then the scripture tells me, then I am approaching it with this this trembling spirit Mm -hmm. rather than me saying, I know everything. And then I decide whether this is correct, this is not, and this is right, and this is not, Mm -hmm. you know? And that is not what the Bible is asking us to do Mm -hmm. and what God wants us to do. He wants us to approach him with that that humbleness. And then that means that I am going to tell God, yes, I know I have biases, I have presuppositions, please help me. Mm-hmm. Clarify. Yes, yeah. teach me. And then there is another verse that's just right in John, um, not John, not in John eight, but John seven seventeen. And that verse says, "If anyone wills to do his will, it says as in, if anyone yes. wants to do the will of God, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether he is whether it, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority." Mm-hmm. So it's all about the willingness. If I want to know the truth, Mm -hmm. then I will know the truth. Mm -hmm. Like God will lead me to the truth. Mm -hmm. It's all about my 
my motivation mm. in, in a sense, mm-hmm. right? If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, one of the earlier questions about sonship, it just reminded me, I believe it's in Mark, <clears throat> where uh, Jesus is teaching and his mom and, and brothers and sisters show up and someone says, hey, your mom, sister, and brothers are outside. And he says, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? The one who does the will of the father. That's that right. That is my brother. That is my sister. So yeah. Yes. So you, you spend so, t- so much time with God that you just know. Mm-hmm. His will, right? What, what he right. wants, just like with your spouse or with our spouse, right? We spend so much time yeah. with them. No, we know what they would want, and and yeah. and, and then we get to re- live a life in response to that love. That's uh, right. Which is it's which is like great. I was just thinking of you know, like I know that if I go to a certain restaurant, I know what my husband would order. Yeah, right. right? Uh-huh. Because so then, if he even if he's not there and he's coming, I know what to order for him because right. I know that this is what he loves. Mm-hmm. And so that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I will know eventually what it is that God loves, and that is what I will love too. Mm-hmm. If God is the one that I am spending so much time with, which I think is the challenge, which the previous sermon series, so we're not going to talk about it, right? But from Jonah, where really the question at the end is, well, are you going to love who I love, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it, it all kind of comes back to this idea of you need to know who I am, and then. And, and yeah. then once you know that, then you can live a life of love. And I That's think right. it's not just tied to Jonah, not just tied to the woman caught in the act of adultery, but really in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, we pray for us Great. real quick and then sure. we'll be done. Let's yeah. do that. Lord God, thank you for being the light of the world. Help us to just spend that time with you daily so that um, we can also help people see you through the way that um, that you shine through us. We can't really reach people without you. And so we ask that for that. I I ask for that greater desire in us Mm. to want to uh, tell people about you, Mm. to want to reach out to people. And um, I just ask that you are the one who helps us to spend more time with you in prayer and and reading your your word so that you become um, all that um, that we need because... We do need you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for hearing us and for being with, with us right now. And I pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Sweet. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks Thank so you. much for watching and or listening. And uh, we'll connect next week. Yes. We'll see you next time. Yes. Yes, Timmy. <laughs> My hair? Yeah. How's my hair? Is it all That's put together? That's a problem. Yes. It's a problem. You it's know? always, always a problem. <laughs> you know.